0: This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Historian David Nassau is the author of the acclaimed biographies The Patriarch, Andrew Carnegie, and The Chief, which together have been named a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize, winner of Bancroft Prize, Lucas Prize, New York Historical Society's American History Book Prize, and one of the ten best books of the year by the New York Times. In his sweeping new masterwork, The Last Million, Europe's Displaced Persons from World War to Cold War, Nassau turns his attention to the gripping yet until now largely hidden story of the one million refugees left behind in Germany following the end of World War II. In May 1945, German forces surrendered to the Allied powers, putting an end to World War II in Europe. But the aftershocks of global military conflict did not cease with the German capitulation. Millions of lost and homeless concentration camp survivors, POWs, slave laborers, political prisoners, and Nazi collaborators in flight from the Red Army overwhelmed Germany, a nation in ruins. British and American soldiers gathered the malnourished and desperate refugees and attempted to repatriate them. But after exhausted efforts, there remain more than a million displaced persons left behind in Germany. Jews, Poles, Estonians, Latvians, Lithuanians, Ukrainians, and other Eastern Europeans who refused to go home or had no homes to return. The last million would spend the next three to five years in displaced persons camps, temporary homelands in exile, divided by nationality with their own police forces, churches and synagogues, schools, newspapers, theaters, and infirmaries. David Nassau is the author of The Patriarch, selected by the New York Times as one of the ten best books of the year and a 2013 Pulitzer Prize finalist in biography. Andrew Carnegie, a New York Times Notable Book of the Year, and the recipient of the New York Historical Society's American History Book Prize and a 2007 Pulitzer Prize finalist in Biography, and the Chief, which was awarded the Bancroft Prize for History and the J. Anthony Lucas Book Prize for Nonfiction. He is a past president of the Society of American Historians, and until 2019, he served as the Arthur M. Schlesinger, Jr. Professor of History at the Cooney Graduate Center. Happy to have David Nassau join me now here. speaking of writers david welcome to this program thank you delighted to be with you so first off david why this book for you you
1: know i there are multiple reasons but i guess the most important is as a historian one wants to fill in the gaps in the story and at the same time give voice to the voiceless i've written biographies of big powerful men who didn't need who told their own stories sometimes correctly, sometimes incorrectly. But the last million, no one has told their story. I mean, Americans tend to believe, and I was among them, that when World War II is over in Europe, there is, you know, the sun comes out, the sky is blue, everybody cheers, the sailor kisses the woman, the Times Square celebration. But that wasn't what happened in Europe. There were a million people displaced by the war who had no place to go and who wound up in displaced persons camps, often behind barbed wire, waiting for the victors in the war, the Americans, the British, the French, and the Soviets to figure out what was going to happen to them. And that's the story I wanted to tell, the story of the early post-war and the story of individuals who were trapped in displaced persons camps for three to five years after the end of the cessation of hostilities.
0: Chatting with David Nassau here on Speaking of Writers, his book is The Last Million, Europe's Displaced Persons from World War to Cold War. Okay, David, so why were there so many people from Slavic nations in Germany? The first group
1: of displaced persons to arrive in Germany were Polish and Ukrainian slave laborers. The Germans, with 7 million soldiers in the army, needed to bring into Germany workers to work in the mines, the mills, the factories, to bring in the harvest. And they got those workers by literally kidnapping millions of them, bringing them into Germany and putting them to work. In the beginning, they offered these workers, who were, you know, teenagers, um, they, they offered them incentives. They said, come to Germany, you'll live a better life, you'll make a lot of money, you'll be able to send extra food and money back to your families. But it soon became apparent that the conditions in Germany were approaching slave labor. And the Germans could not voluntarily recruit anybody. So they kidnapped people, put them into trucks, put them onto trains, marched them into Germany, and put them to work. And they would remain as these slave laborers until the war was over. That was the greatest number of the uh, last million. But there were also a large number of Eastern Europeans who had, in one way or another, collaborated with the Nazis. And they feared if they remained in their homelands, once the Germans were thrown out, they would suffer grievously for their wartime activities. Some of them deserved to suffer because they had been part of the Nazi Waffen SS or they had helped round up Jews. Others had innocently remained in place in their jobs in post offices that were now run by Germans. And they feared for their lives once the Red Army threw out the Germans and the Soviets occupied their homelands and punished those who had in any way assisted the german occupiers there was a third group of uh, uh displaced persons and those were the jews mm. who were death marched from their camps in poland to germany at the end of the war because hitler wanted to work them to death in underground factories to produce magical weapons that were going to win the war
0: and speaking of the jews what happened david when the polish jews tried to return home to poland
1: The end of the war did not mean the end of anti-Semitism, on the contrary, for the quarter million Jews, Polish Jews, who had survived only because they had crossed the border into the Soviet Union, ahead of the Nazis. When they returned to Poland when the war was over, they found that everything they had owned had been taken by the Poles, their farms, their businesses, their shops, their apartments, their homes, and... The Poles said, there's no room for you here anymore in Poland. Uh, There were pogroms in Poland. There were murders. There was incredible violence. And about 200,000 Polish Jews who had spent the war in the Soviet Union or in hiding or with the partisans crossed borders to get into Germany and into the displaced persons camps where they would be protected by the Americans
0: and the British. How difficult was it for the Jews to try to immigrate to the U.S. at this time?
1: It was nearly impossible for the Jews. The Jews were stuck. They were marooned. They were isolated. They were forced into a second, not a Holocaust, but certainly not a setting in which they felt at home. They could not come to the United States because of the old requirements quotas that had been set up that made it nearly impossible for Eastern Europeans to come to this country from the mid-1920s through the war. They required, in order to come to the United States, a new law, an immigration law, a special law that gave visas to the displaced persons. But the American Congress refused to pass such a law. On the contrary, it took three years before Congress passed a law issuing visas to any of the displaced persons. And that law specifically rendered ineligible for those visas the Polish Jews and the Russian Jews who had spent the immediate post-war in Poland or in the Soviet Union because it was alleged, using one of the oldest of anti-Semitic myths, that they were Bolsheviks, that all Jews were Bolsheviks. Hmm. And either members of the party or collaborators with the Bolsheviks or supporters and therefore they were a danger to the United States and we couldn't let the Jews in here. It took until 1950, five years after the war, before a handful of Jews were admitted to this country. In the end, Harry Truman, in order to get the Jews out of Germany so that Germany could be West Germany could be declared an independent country had no choice but to support the independence of Israel, because it was the only place that welcomed the displaced Jewish refugees.
0: David Nassau is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. His new book, The Last Million, Europe's Displaced Persons from World War to Cold War. So why couldn't the international community agree on the fate of The Last Million?
1: You know, it's a tragic story. One of the things that I discovered in in doing my work, and again, I I thought I knew what the post-war was about, but I didn't. Almost
0: immediately,
1: World War gave way to Cold War, and the displaced persons were caught in the middle. The Soviets and the newly Soviet-dominated nations from Lithuania and Latvia to Poland, Yugoslavia, Hungary, They demanded that the displaced persons be sent home, whether they wanted to go or not. And the Soviets said that any displaced person who did not want to return to Ukraine or Poland remained in Germany because they were lazy and didn't want to help rebuild their nations, or they had been collaborators and feared punishment. The Americans, on the other hand, said, no, we're not going to force these people home. When these people did not go home, the Americans and the British realized that the only alternative to their living in camps for the rest of their lives was to find places for them to resettle. And a new organization, international organization, was formed without the Soviets. And its purpose was to resettle the displaced persons in places around the globe that required or that needed laborers Australia, Canada, Brazil, Argentina, most of the nations of South America sent recruiters to the displaced persons camps to pick and choose among the displaced persons those who were strong enough, they thought, to work in the areas where labor was needed. In England, for example, uh there were no one there were no women who wanted to work in the tuberculosis sanitarium. And for good reason, you know, to work there was to risk getting tuberculosis and bringing it home to your families. So the English recruited thousands of young Latvian women, and they brought them to England to work in the sanitarium. In Canada, they needed railroad railroad workers and lumberjacks. Uh, In Belgium, they needed... Miners, and they came to the displaced persons camps and picked and choose those who they wanted to bring to their countries.
0: David Nassau, my guest here on Speaking of Writers, the book is The Last Million, Europe's Displaced Persons from War War to Cold War. David, what was your research like for this book?
1: Boy, my research was you know, I did research sometimes not in person, but by mail on on three continents. There were the UN Documents. There were documents in Britain. There were documents in the United States, all over the Britain, Library of Congress. Um, and there were extraordinary oral, oral histories. Steven Spielberg contributed to what he called the Shoah Foundation, and it interviewed tens of thousands of Holocaust survivors. Mm. And they told their stories of surviving the war and what happened in the post war. So those oral histories were indispensable. I interviewed the children of the displaced persons because the displaced persons were, you know, in their 80s and 90s um, by the time I began my book. Uh, I traveled to London, to Cincinnati, where there are archives about the Jewish experience, to Minnesota, where there are archives of the Latvian and Ukrainian experience. and I corresponded with archivists, curators, and individuals in Europe, in the Middle East, and all through the United States to gather information for this book.
0: David Nassau, my guest, the book The Last Million, Europe's Displaced Persons from World War to Cold War. What is next for you in your writing, David?
1: I am now so taken with the immediate post-war period and the hardships that have not been Uh, written about, that I want to write about the veterans who came Mm -hmm. back, the American veterans who came back after service in the Pacific and in the United States. And I want to write large numbers of them who suffered, um, did not have an easy homecoming.
0: David Nassau, the book, The Last Million, Europe's Displaced Persons from World War to Cold War. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers.